At ViStar, we believe in better. Our members now have access to more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Uh-oh. Oh boy. All right, Ken Wells, Goblin Kelly. I am there. There it is. I got it. I was afraid I lost my printout. All right, Daytona Motor Mouse. Uh, Goblin was not here last week. Zach was here, so it's going to be a little calmer, a little quieter. I trust this week. What uh, are you talking about? So, uh, oh, we're going to uh, rewind the Kentucky race, which may not have been the best race of the year. You would need that microphone. Yeah, it's now. Although it might, you know, jammed up against that block wall over there, it might be better for all of us. Uh, well, uh, it, it was definitely the best finish of the year so far, if not the best overall race. Uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up with the Daytona's lottery winner, Justin Haley. See how how the weekend went for that those those kids without rain. Uh, we'll talk a little Sterling Marlin. We'll talk uh, tires. Tar. And we'll play Guess That Birthday Boy at the end, and we'll do it all starting right after this. And we're back with What Do You Know? What Do You Know? I'm already exhausted after you uh, went that, through that, the lineup. The, uh, that last lap between Kurt and Kyle Busch was very reminiscent of a race you and I were at 10, 12, 14 years ago at Darlington. Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch yeah, I think banging. That, that one was even wilder than that this was, one. But, yeah, but uh, do you agree with my uh, philosophy here? My thinking, my way of thinking is that it may not have been the best head-to-toe race of the year, but it was definitely the best finish so far. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and a little actually, better than the 400 at Daytona the previous week, huh? Actually, the uh, the race wasn't bad, and I'm, and I'm no, I'm, I'm not I, suggesting it was, but I'm saying that there have been races where it seemed but, like from beginning uh, to end were I, a little dicier. I sort of like I don't know if you've been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to when, 80, 1981? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, NBC, um, I think what they're doing is they're borrowing from their Formula One formula, mm-hmm. and they're talking about they're keeping a better track of pit stops and who got what on a pit stop and who can go the what gotcha. distance. Yep. Have you noticed that? Uh, now that you mention it, yeah, yeah, I haven't noticed and it in real time. So, so they're like six cars out front. <laughs> anyway, You're, oh hey, don't forget, yeah. you got our people. Our, uh, so anyway, I like what they're doing, how they're breaking it down as they go, because you got like near the end of the race, there's like six cars in front. But then they're going, well, the real race, right. you know, could be this, you know, like eight, nine, and ten, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I think that makes it a little more compelling when you just got one car, like Joey yeah. Logano's way out front. Yeah. You know, and they're saying, well, you know, something happens. Yeah. 
you know, these guys have a chance. And they, they were right on the money with Kurt Busch. Yeah. Because they said, well, he's got the freshest tires. If they do a restart, you know, with... That's with, right. Smart of them. I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying that they come up with these... Next time, tell me what you're saying before you say it. Well, they so come up based on, based on hard stats. Yeah. They come up with these hy- hypotheticals. Sure. And... So they, they, I mean, they hit it right on the head, you know. You'll get that in big time <laughs> So anyway, I find that to be more compelling. Yeah. And, you know, I watched the last half of the, I was in Atlanta. In a, I was in a motel room in Atlanta. How'd he do? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I couldn't watch the first half of the race. But, really? Yeah. But the second half, I watched it all the way to the conclusion, and uh, a boy. yeah, so it was very interesting. And I just, I, I'm like, why am I interested in this race? And then I just started thinking about, okay, well, they're feeding you this mm-hmm. information that's, you know, relevant. You remember uh, Justin Haley? Who? How about something called Spire Motorsports? I never heard of it. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I have described them as the uh, lottery winner from Daytona, who somehow, when all the cars parked at the at the grid on the grid, when the uh, red flag came out, they seemed to be in front of everybody, and yeah. ended up being declared the winner of the Coke Four Hundred Daytona. There's one to go. One to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, there turns out there's none to go. And uh, so anyway, things were back. To normal when they left here and went to Kentucky. Right. Uh, Justin Haley was back in the Bush Series where he's running full time this year. Doing he, pretty good. He finished tenth yeah. at Kentucky and he's tenth in points yeah. in the Bush standings. So he's you know he's hanging in there. He's doing good. He's pretty good, good little racer. Pretty Damn good little racer. He beat me to it. Dang it. Uh, and the seventy-seven car on the Cup side had uh, Quinn Hoff 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 Hoof. <laughs> Back behind the wheel, he's been the he's. H-O-U-F-F. I think he's he's been the driver more often than uh, any anybody else in that ten car. Ten starts. Yeah, okay, eight or ten. I was gonna say eight, but yeah, might be ten. Anyway, they finished thirty sixth, and wow. they failed a pre race tech. <laughs> they were trying to cheat, by God, and they said uh, Quinn Hoff in seventy seven Chevrolet was the only other car to fail inspection besides uh, the number six of Ryan Newman. And uh, yeah, they were uh, try a little tomfoolery there, and, and still, yeah, uh, you know what the penalty yeah. is? They, they had to drop back two spots or none. <laughs> Next week they have to start at the end of the field. Uh, so, mm. uh, well, very familiar environs. Yeah, yeah. What else we got here? Oh, rewind. Yeah, we, we didn't did really. That. We just we, did. We talked about well, we Kentucky. Didn't, uh, the finish, though, I think deserves yeah. a little bit more. Because well, give it you, to me. Because you got two brothers, mm-hmm. and you know they're at the top of their game. One one is it is peaking. I yeah. mean, he's in the sweet spot as far as a cup driver, and you know, in normal circumstances, you know, when you hit your thirties, yep. that's peak. Sure. So he's thirty three, thirty four. I did a little research on brothers and, and victories. Well, let me just finish this thought. Okay. Um, so Kurt is forty now, yeah. almost forty one. So he's got you know the, the you know that little the sands running through the glass the sand, quicker and quicker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So he, and I think he knows that. He's mm-hmm. like, I got to get it done now or we're not going to get it done. So um, that makes it interesting. Yeah. So, And I do believe if you look at what they've done since last year, and, you know, no offense against the previous driver, but for whatever reason, Cart has brought that team up. Sure. Yeah. He did that. He's done that at a few places. Yeah. He did that at Furniture Row. Furniture. He's doing it again now. Furniture Row. Yeah. They are. They have 86 cup wins between them, the Brothers Bush. Two more, and they catch Daryl and Mikey. Wow. Six or eight more. I can't remember what the number was, and they catch Bobby and Donnie. Wow. Yeah. But here's a little known fact. If you read NASCAR this week in your NASCAR, weekly paper. NASCAR this week, what is that? That's nationwide. Nationwide? Syndicated nationwide. Coast to coast? Dailies and weeklies all over North America. Wait Get a minute, it. what if I live in Canada? You, I said North America. Oh, okay. They are bona fide North Americans. Okay. You get it, and you would learn that the actual winningest brother combination of all time in NASCAR is Richard and Maurice Petty. <laughs> How many do they have, you ask? 200. Or, as Richard would say, 200. Maurice, some people call him Maurice. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, 26 starts in the early 60s. He did a little racing before he turned full-time engine builder. He supplied the horsepower for King Richard all them years. Yeah. He, uh, ran 26 times, had 16 top 10s. And 26 starts. Granted, a lot of them times there might have been 20 cars racing and only about eight of them were worth a crap. But he did have 26 races and 16 top 10s. Okay? Wow. So that's nothing, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at, right? Yeah, yeah now I'm going to sneeze. Yeah. So, uh, Burp. so, therefore, technically, I guess you can say, I mean, he was a racer. So combined, they had a combined 200 wins. That's a, that's even a little more lopsided than uh, Hank and Tommy Aaron, who I think had uh, 768 career homers. Brother combination <laughs> might have been the big might might be the they might lead in uh, all time career home runs by brothers. Tommy had 13 of those. <clears throat> that's all I got right now. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, we're back. Uh, Daytona Motor Mouse, Goblin Kelly, sitting over there. I'm Ken Willis, and you'll get that big time auto race. You know what you'll get sometimes. You get big changes, and a big changes are a foot. A big change is a foot. It's a foot, not yeah. next year, but the ne- next year in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. That's when we're expecting big schedule changes. That's when the car is going to change. They're, they call it the Generation Seven NASCAR stock car. Yeah. And uh, I was reading something this week that uh, one of the things they're looking at doing is going from a fifteen inch wide Goodyear, 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 to an eighteen inch tire. Okay. Can you explain that? It's three inches. Three inches wider. <laughs> wider like that like this? Like that the gonna... part that sits on the asphalt. Not the not the in diameter. Well, I guess it was confusing. The part of the tire that sits on the asphalt. Where the rubber meets the road. It's fifteen inches wide right now. <laughs> it's gonna be eighteen. Seems like it it's it's wider than that. It seems like it. Yeah. But I think it's an illusion because there's no grooves on that thing. So I think it makes it look wider. Yeah. Girthier, if you will. Yes. So they're going to get the, they're adding three inches of girth to the Goodyear rubber <laughs> in 2021, apparently. Well, what does right. that do, though? It will improve the grip, I'm hearing. My sources tell me <laughs> more rubber on the road means more grip for the driver. Yeah. 
which to me says they're going to be easier to drive. And your knee-jerk reaction is say, wouldn't it be more fun to watch if they're not easy to drive? Well, maybe. But when they're not easy to drive, that means they're not easy to pass. It's not easy to pass somebody else. Yeah. And so if it's not easy to pass somebody, what do you do? You don't yeah. pass them. Right. Then if enough people say, I'm not passing them, guess what? You got a boring damn race. So if you got grip and you can move around and pass, maybe that'll uh, maybe that'll promote more passing. We got more guys will say, I'm going to pass them. What if earlier this year what? you put your life savings into making 15-inch wheel rims? You'll get that big time auto racing. <laughs> you'll, you'll get that. So, well, that should be interesting. You know, not really. You're so you're so technical. Yeah. You know, eighteen inches, uh, also known as a foot and a half. Oh my God! Yep. In the classrooms of America and elsewhere. I won't ask you how many centimeters that is. Well, three years over three. It's uh, about f- in, in the mid fifties, I would think, somewhere yeah. fifty-five, give or take. How about that? Yeah. Somebody well, was paying attention in sixth grade when Mr. Uh, Murray was talking about the coming metric system. Yeah. By the time you kids are out of high school, we're all going to be talking <laughs> meters. By the time yeah. I got out of high school, you know what what, what happened? He was dead. <laughs> and, we were, and we were still talking feet and inches, as in six feet under. So you now, and your metric you know, system. You know what happened, though? What happened, though? Is you're, you're, you're almost forced to have two sets of tools. Because. Well, now. Because there's some stuff in the house that's, what is it, standard? Is that the... Yeah, but they, they, they've then got they, two years to comply yeah, here. Yeah, and then some of the stuff's metric. I mean, it's... Two, no, they're having, everybody's going to have the same stuff. You're just going to get different... You're going to have different wheels, different tires. Goodyear's supplying all no, this No, 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 no. I'm just talking on a personal note here. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I care? You don't have a toolkit? I do, and I've got some metric wrenches, and I've got uh, good old correct wrenches. Standard. Yeah, American uh, standard. Yeah. You'll get that in big-time auto racing. Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher's putting together a decent little year. You know why? Don't know why. Because he's a good little race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> Four top tens, and you know what? None of them have been at a pack race. They've all been uh, on like mile and a half. Uh, now explain pack race. Pack race is what we now refer to, uh, what we used to refer to as a plate race. Okay. They don't use plates anymore, and we were scratching our head. Do we call it a non-plate plate race or a non-plate race or a tapered spacer race or a space race? Right. So now we uh, decided on, uh, there's still the same type of racing, the pack racing that right. you got at plate races. Right. Now we just call it pack racing. Pack racing. So how you like them maps? I like that because you're a man of invention. So You'll get that. You'll get that in big-time auto racing. And we'll be right back. Hey, we're back. We're back with Green White Checkers. Hey, uh, you didn't have this on the list. No. But um, I did the uh, research on uh, Chevy's wins. Yeah. And uh, in, Three in a row. In NASCAR this week. Yeah. You know, we break that down. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't happened in, let's see, what's this? I think 19? you said three years. 16, yeah. I think, was yeah. the last time. 15 or 16. And uh, so uh, the guy at Chevrolet that, you know, the... the John Hall? Jim Campbell. Oh. He's like, um, you know, he's the guy at Talladega. He said, let's work together and get a guy, one of our guys in the victory lane. Yep. All right. And so now he's saying that um, because of that, 
you know? Yeah. Because of that meeting. Yeah. And, you know, follow-up meetings and chit-chat and gobbledygook and whatever else you can come up with. He says, I think we've increased the collaboration, collaboration (laughs) to another level. And I think we need to because we've got to put more wins on the board, said Jim Campbell. So, so I think, so I think uh, they're counting Justin Haley. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to take it, right? (laughs) Three in a row. Jim introduced himself to Justin. Three in a row. Before we sound like we're picking on Justin, I made sure to point out in last week's NASCAR This Week page that it's not like he came out of absolute nowhere for NASCAR fans. If you've been paying attention, you know he's been a pretty good little racer for a couple of years. Trucks, Bush Series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I guess a little K&N before that. Then he was held probably on those old uh, HO tracks back home in Bloomington or wherever he's at. I'm telling you, every driver needs to get themselves some K&N. Absolutely. You need to get it. It's. I think it should be mandatory that they get K&N. You want some good news? What's that? Sterling Marlin's back racing. Sterling? Our boy Sterling, the last, last good old boy, NASCAR's last good old boy. You know, post-racing career, uh, post-NASCAR career, he uh, came down with Parkinson's disease and been battling that, but it has not kept him from getting behind the wheel and racing at his hometown, Nashville Speedway. Right. Where he's won races. Champ, I might have won a championship or two. But anyway, he went, had some uh, experimental surgery, brain surgery, nothing that, you know, hardly minor. Right. There at Vanderbilt in Nashville. And uh, not I you know, mixed mixed results on how it went. Uh, didn't didn't fix him. But uh, there was some doubt as to whether or not he could come back and race again. But he is. And he had a car, and he went there to race um, last weekend at Nashville Speedway. The bad news is there were mechanical issues with the car, and they couldn't get it on the track for practice, and he decided to pull out. He said he was not going to make the race his first time back on the track. He knew right. he needed He wanted some practice to make sure everything was fine. He's 62. Uh, returned. It was postponed due to mechanical issues. Uh, he was slated to complete compete in a pro late model race at his home track, Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Issues with his number 14 clutch. The clutch on his number 14 prompted Marlin to return. Jeez, re- I can't read today. Withdraw. That's not even return. Retire. <laughs> retract. Boucher. Remove himself. <laughs> Boucher. Oh, uh, well. Oh, yeah, he tweeted. With us having mechanical problems all week, Clutch issue today, so no practice. And a new car. Didn't want the actual race to be my first time on the track in this car. Coming soon, though. Well, I also, his heart. I also got a quote. Yeah. All right. Because he's talking about his the surgical experience. Yeah. And there actually did four procedures from March to April. Okay. And he said, well, you need to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah see <laughs> Columbia. You know, I drove by his house. <laughs> Went by it. We were up there a couple months ago. All right, here's uh, Sterling. It was a good deal. I'm still getting over it. Yep, yep. I had it back in March and still hadn't gotten over it yet. I had bad days and good days. I was real excited when my doctor said I could race. Yep. I got a new car. Going to break it out. I've been sitting on it about a year, and we're ready to finish it up. Get it ready to go. Yep, yep. I think we can win in it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just like it was Sterling. like he's sitting here. Like he's sitting here. Yeah. Good old Sterling. Sterling Marlin. All right, ready to play birthday boy game? Name that birthday boy. Okay. Okay, this is the game that it replaced the old uh birthday game. 
I look at the coming week and find a birthday boy or girl for the coming week in the racing world, and I give Godwin clues that get progressively easier until he can guess who it is. Mm. Stop me when you think you know it and you want to take a shot. And if you get it wrong, it's your choice. Your penalty is either $3 or a kick right in the groin. <laughs> First. You kick me in the groin. <laughs> the old buddy Hackett jerk. <laughs> then, okay, then we take turns kicking each other in the groin. <laughs> Look that one up if you haven't done it before. Well, he did that on Carson. Yes, he did. Yeah. All right, this birthday boy will, uh, uh, he was born in Monticello, Georgia. Not to be confused with Monticello, Virginia, or one of those over in the old country. This birthday boy raced in NASCAR from 1992 to 2004. You're giving oh. me that look like a flounder. Well, it's not Bill Elliott, then. No. He had two career victories, both of them in the old Bush series. One at Milwaukee, one in New Hampshire. Oh, my God. 1992-04, Bush series, two wins. And he's from Georgia? Yep. He had 56 career Cup Series entries. Started 56 races in the Cup Series in his career. And he's from Georgia. And nearly a third of them he DNF'd. Did not finish. Did not wow. fast. <laughs> did not finish. Did not fast. Best career finish was an eighth at Dover in 1998. Mm. His birth name is Roy. <laughs> I told you you're going to get easier and easier. No, it's not. It's not hitting me. At Monticello, all. Georgia. Roy. Early 90s to 04. Yeah, I know. Two Bush wins. I know. It's just not. Here you go. Here's the money right. clue. He's probably most remembered for his classic Bush series rivalry slash feud with Randy LaJoy. A sheet metal rattling feud with Randy LaJoy that lasted for a year or two. <sighs> I'm very disappointed. I am too. Are you ready? I think I need to go. And he turns 49 this week. You know what? I think I need to go see Sterling and see what what these tests are all about. Buckshot Jones. Oh, I didn't realize he was from Georgia. Well. I thought he was from South Carolina. Nope. There might be a Monticello, South Carolina, but that ain't him. Yeah. So you was born there? I was born. Yep. All right. In Georgia. So, what if right. I said his daddy made a lot of money in the cable business and helped to fund his race career, or basically funded his race yeah, career? Yeah, see. See, I could have given you a real easy clue. Yeah. I could have said his nickname is Buckshot. <laughs> <laughs> How about this for a clue? On racing entries, he was named, his name was listed the, as Buckshot the, Jones. The thing that threw me off uh-huh. was I, I always thought he was from South I thought he was a South Carolina boy, but apparently, you know, early in his career. Yeah. They got uh, up with the Pearson family. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so. Ricky Pearson was his crew chief for a while. Yeah. I should have said he's from Georgia, but some people think he's from South Carolina. If you, if you're giving me that little clue. I'm All gonna... right, give us a dad joke so we can get out of here. Okay. We got stuff to do. Uh, so this is Dad Jokes, compiled by Jack Duncan. Jack, make me proud today. Page 51, joke 84. Why are archaeological oh boy <laughs> archaeologicalist dad so angry? <laughs> why was the archaeologist why, why dad? Are, why are archaeologist dads so, so angry? Uh, archaeologists say dig. 
They look for old artifacts. Um, a whole something about a hole, something about a dig, something about a shovel. I don't know. Why is the archaeologist oh, dead? Why are they so, so angry? Close. Yes. All right. They always have a bone to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's a good one. I knew you'd like that. All right. That's enough for this uh, edition of Daytona Motor Mouse. And, and uh, you know what? What? We kept our Facebook live crowd here the whole time so they could see. What did they ever do? What did they ever do to us? <laughs> and I don't know if I had the camera right or not, but. That uh, <laughs> would be great. But if, if you want a replay, it's on DaytonaMotorMouse.com. Till next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.